Welcome, everyone, to the Centurion Leadership Battalion Show. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there who wants to find us, you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. You can also find just the food entrepreneurs out there, the Night Dasher, as well as the Justin Ryan Bizarro Show. They are all out there. Type in my last name again, B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. You will find us anywhere on Spotify or anywhere you grow yourself through podcasts. So, that being said, you can also find me on Instagram at Justin Bizarro, again, B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O, okay? So I'm going to jump right into it today, guys. Um, I have obviously, maybe it looks like there's a little bit of dishonesty or trickery going on. Uh, we were going to go from last episode right into the last episode, or the last two episodes, I guess, which there's a part one, part two of an identity crisis. Um, as the way they're lined up right now, I, I won't know until we actually release them. But based on the feedback I got on part one of what are panic attacks part, you know, it's now part one because we're doing a part two. Now we sort of rescheduled things, re went back, looked at the releasing order and have sort of fixed that. Um, I will say fixed because I realized that on this topic, I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of input from different people, uh, from therapists who have volunteered some information, from coaches, from mentors, uh, from some of the groups and friends I've been talking to based on the episode because we pre-released it. And then when we released it, we got a lot of feedback also. And then instead of re-recording the entire thing and re-releasing it, we decided to sort of do a complimentary part two. Okay, because I think it's important. I don't know how else to explain it to you. The identity crisis is a big deal. Okay, there are things that are leading up to it, and and there are ways to avoid it. Okay, the reason I'm talking about panic attacks is because if you're having them, you want to start to identify them and deal with them properly. Not like I did. It went on for about two and a half years, and it escalated to a point where I had a panic attack for over a week. And I don't even remember. It was like I was hallucinating. It was like someone else had taken over my body. I wasn't making the decisions anymore. It was the weirdest thing. It's like someone else took over the wheel of the car. And Justin wasn't Justin anymore. In the middle of this fight or flight mode, I was fleeing. Okay? Ran to Nashville. Not exactly in that order, but everyone I turned to in dealing with the panic attack, no one would talk to me or understand what I was going through or help give me a second chance or help me get out of it. I think they all thought I, I was just whatever, but if I'm acting in that way or I'm doing something extreme or I'm running away from the person I love the most in the world, obviously something is going wrong, uh, really wrong. And like I said, the breaking point that really caused it, like I don't remember getting on a plane. I, I do remember wanting to jump off a bridge and, and almost doing it. Yes, that did happen. And, um, literally, and, um, you know, I had lost everything, you know, the company that I was my purpose and my legacy were sold off over the years, the pieces and, you know, discontinued and the remaining pieces were bankrupted, uh, bad decision moves, bad leadership, you know, part of having a panic attack is that when you are trying to do things, you're trying to build something based on the right way of doing things, the, the core values that are needed in many businesses and your business partners don't believe in core values. They just believe in chasing the dollars. 
you're going to start feeling panic because I felt like I was doing the wrong thing and I didn't know how to get out. It was my company. It's a company I built with my business partners from the time I was 18 years old when I broke my foot in my parents' basement. You know, that's how it happened, guys. And I risked all of my money, all the money I'd saved from playing soccer, all the money I'd saved from mowing lawns and fields over the years, all the money I'd made doing fruit stands. All of a sudden, I had invested everything into food service partners. Everything. My entire life, not having children of my own. Okay? And then on top of it, when I have what I'll call stepchildren who don't want to be called stepchildren, and you have someone who you're with who blames you for everything, okay? Which I know that's what people say. I also blamed um, her for a lot of things, okay? And, and just I'm going to pause here for a second because I'm going to get into some things. I know this is probably not going to help my personal life, but I feel like my vulnerability and and authenticity all the way around on this topic is going to help individuals that are out there, other humans that may be having panic attacks that don't even realize the anxiety or the panic they're carrying around on a regular basis. I didn't realize it until recently, okay, until I really holistically loved myself for who I am and who I want to be and who I'm striving to be, okay? That's how you battle these panic attacks. I get the breathing. I get the medication. I get all of this stuff in the world. But there's two things. One is let go of the outcomes. Turn them over to God. And number two, love yourself just like God does. Or, you know. So I'm going to start there. So I'm going to try to be fair. I'm going to try to not blame anyone. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, the panic attacks are my responsibility. It's my responsibility to deal with them, to attend to them, to not fight or flight, okay? But when you need your support system more than anything and your entire support system is also going through the loss of a company, they're not there for you. And I had not a single person because of everything that we were going through when I had this massive panic attack, which caused it to go on for weeks, like I said, over like 10 days. Some of the worst decisions I've actually, no, not some, the worst decisions I've ever made in my life during those 10 days. Okay. And when I would have these panic attacks thereafter for, you know, a couple months before I was able to get it under control. It was horrible. You want to die to get them to stop when they get extreme because they are so raping of your nervous system. Strong word, yes, but that is what happens. It is like you've been assaulted, you've been used, and your nervous system is shot, but you're doing it to yourself. Okay, so I'm going to identify the areas in my life. Please don't take that that I'm blaming someone else. Okay, I'm just going to talk about the things that started to stack up since everyone thinks that I actually need to give personal accounts. Okay, so I'm going to try to, to do one from my end. Okay, I know that the way I was living was probably causing my significant other stress and panic and anxiety. Okay, especially because in my constant panic, I could not ground myself. 
okay? And where at a time in my life, marijuana was the greatest killer of anxiety in my life. Like I could use it. I could go back on it. It kept me calm. It no longer served that purpose. Okay. For some reason, just like anything else that over time it stopped working because number one, there is no shortcut to doing the fucking work. There's not a pill. There's not marijuana. There's not alcohol. There's not a relationship. None of it shortcuts getting to where you need to be. Okay? I let women be my higher power. I let my significant other be my higher power. I let my father be my higher power. I let my sister be my higher power. I let my coworkers and the people that work for me, the employees or the team members as we call them, be my higher power. Okay? And we'll talk a lot more about that on the identity crisis episodes. Okay, and just so everyone knows, I'm sorry if I'm a little uh, tired sounding, but this is the sixth episode or sixth podcast I've recorded today, okay, of my own, and I've been a guest on another one today. So this is seven actually total, okay, because I work hard because I, I don't, I'm not trying to run from anything. I'm not trying to keep myself overly busy. I'm just trying to strive for the things that I think that give me purpose, that keep me from having panic, that keep me from f- being afraid that I'm not living my life up to the fullest potential, okay? And one of the things I will say is when you're in relationships um, and when you have things that are negative sometimes in your parents' relationships, you attract those same things in your personal relationships. And that is one of those things where I... Don't know how to describe it, but imagine every morning you 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 get a phone call from your father, and it's always a crisis. Okay, it's a crisis every day. Okay, then you turn to your significant other, and it's a crisis every day for them. Okay, and they're telling you all the crisis that they have going on, and if they're it's not a crisis, it sure seems like a crisis because you're talking about the same things over and over again, the same crisis, whether it's the divorce, whether it's the stalking, whether it's the kids, whether it's the businesses, whether it's whatever, you have no time off. And if you don't find healthy habits outside your relationships, outside your businesses, you don't find group meetings, you don't find mentors and coaches when you're going through this, you are fucked. I was fucked. I fucked myself. Not literally, but emotionally, my nervous system, by not going at getting out of myself, by not going back to the places that I knew that worked for my panic and my anxiety, not doing the things that got me out of myself, not doing random acts of kindness to stop the panic. I turned into a monster. It was fight or flight. I was either running or I was fighting. And I was in a permanent state because I was having panics every day. It would start first thing in the morning. I it, The phone would ring and I would be in the bathroom for like half hour, an hour showering, just trying to get my heart rate and my nervous system under control. And then when I finally get it under control or I get in the car or I start getting into work, then immediately everyone's on me. Okay, And that's because at Food Service Partners, because of the individuals that were also my partners, everything was about not only fires, but sometimes they would start fires or create issues for attention or to have everyone know that they were running into the burning fire. 
okay? It causes panic, okay? And when you have a business that you know can do certain things and you have individuals that you know have certain skill sets yet they're denying it or they got lazy over COVID, you start having panic. When you have a significant other or you have a parent or someone that is not hearing you, okay? For example, you know, I know that I've caused, you know, Deborah stress over money. I was manic. I was panicking. We were trying to save the companies. COVID was growing rapidly and our business boomed. And while we did really well as a 24-year company, ultimately, the morals and the ethics and the core values are what, what, what changed everything. It's why we sold off the pieces. It's why we ended up where we were. We kept compounding the issues. My father declared himself a dictator. Great when you're trying to run a holistic business, right? Trying to make the world a better place for all humans and then you declare yourself a dictator. This is a dictatorship, not a democracy. I get the notion, but it's not true. Okay? I know a lot of entrepreneurs out there believe this who are still in the game, but it will tear you down. As you get older, especially as you keep believing that that's true. It's not true. Your team runs your business. Okay? Team runs governments. It's not just one person. I get it, charisma. I get it, you know, what Hitler did. I get it, what Lenin did. I also get what Nelson Mandela did. I also get what Martin Luther King did. Also get what John Adams did. Okay? So our Ben Franklin did. You know, so these are things that we just we need to understand and it's embarrassing and I have a lot of shame around it, of course, that I hold now better that I had these panic attacks. It made me feel weak. It made me feel like not a man. It made my confidence like go down the tubes and make my ego kick in a lot of the times. Not my ego built off of confidence. The ego that protects me from myself or my insecurities or whatever that honestly blinds us. Okay? And that's hard because when you're around individuals all the time that are also doing the same thing, their ego is starting to flare to protect themselves because they're going through similar situations they're not there for you anymore when you need them and you're not there for them and more panic kicks in you know if you're in a relationship with a narcissist or you're in a relationship or in a business partnership with narcissists i will tell you right off the bat the first indicator is they never say they're sorry they are never wrong they're always right they don't self-reflect ever they don't take ownership they don't identify their part of the problem and yes, in business and in life, you need, the leader and the head needs to take ownership of the bad things and give credit away for the good things. I get it. But you're not helping the individuals grow without feedback and having them self-reflect. Giving everyone comfort doesn't make your business better. It eventually leads to panic. Telling you the truth. Been there. Done it. Lived it. Watched it. Even after running and building successful companies, even building successful companies after this, after FSP, you know, Freedom Foods is starting to boom, starting to grow, starting to get interest. 
You know, Better With Bacon Fat Studios that runs all these podcasts. We do four podcasts just for me out of there. Gorilla Brave for food entrepreneurs out there around the world, a group where we can belong that have core values that really want to change the world and regenerate our planet through food. So you got to find the people that believe in what you believe in and that believe in you. And those that don't, you need to get rid of them. They will cause you panic. And it's hard to leave our businesses and it's hard to leave our partnerships and sometimes even hard to leave our relationships. But if that person believes they're right all the time or that person believes that it's always your fault or they start calling you names or they go to extremes and absolutes, you always do this, okay? The only person that deals with absolutes, and I will say person because it's not a human, okay, we can call it a person, an entity, whatever, is the devil himself and all of his little devil friends. His posse, Lucifer, is who I'm talking about. Why? Because only the devil deals in absolutes. Because absolutes don't allow God in to do his work. It means your plan is more important than God's plan to you. When God's plan is always going to be more important. You can't shortcut it. You can't make a deal with the devil. And you can't say, I always or you always do this. It's not true. No one. I may work out and do 75 hard, but I don't always do 75 hard. I don't always go to the bathroom for hours. I don't always do these things. That is leading to the disaster of your relationships, whether in business, whether personally, whether in your family. You start putting those extremes on your relationships and you start name calling. It's a disaster. How do you trust that person? They're not being honest. And what do I mean? These individuals that deal with extremes, they deal with absolutes okay i'm not talking about exaggeration or minimizing because those two things are hard too they will lead to panic also if you're exaggerating because the other person is minimizing your issues you both are going to be in a state of anxiety and panic you're both trying to balance everything in the middle from the other person i'm exaggerating so they're minimizing they're minimizing so i'm exaggerating that's the way it works they're worried about money all the time. You want to comfort them, so you're trying to create ways to comfort them. You're coming up with ideas. You're working your way through it. Okay? I trusted people. That was one of the reasons I had panic attacks. I trusted a lot of people, and I trusted when they told me things, and I went and told them to Deborah or to the people that I cared about that it was true or they were going to do it. And then I looked like a liar and a dishonest person to, in my relationship because those things didn't happen. I fucked up, guys. I'm not uh, always a 100% honest person. I don't think anyone is ever 100% honest. It's impossible. Because a lot of us don't even realize that we're being dishonest with ourselves. Dishonest in our relationships. Dishonest in our environments. Just telling our kids, hey, tell her we have an appointment. Just, you know, lie to your friend. We encourage our kids to be dishonest now. We tell them, oh, the dog ate my homework. Use that excuse. Or tell them you got a doctor's appointment. You don't need to go to school today. Lies, 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 dishonesty, and we breed it into it. And then when we're in a relationship, the other person's like, oh, why can't you be honest? Well, you can't be honest either, but thanks for calling me out on it. 
that's the craziest part is that I'm so self-reflective. I take things so seriously and I really try to learn from every experience that I absorb all of it. And a lot of voices lead to a lot of panic, especially when you're on a spectrum. If you have a little bit of autism, if you have a little bit of brilliancy, if you have a little bit of of being special or getting things or working really hard and achieving things, maybe you just earned it. That's what most people do, no matter what how special you are. You actually earn it. Not every special person or person with a gift actually uses it or even knows how to develop it. But God gives us all gifts, guys. Whether they are bad or good, they are meant to drive us to better. Okay? Most humans... Um, are emotionally and intellectually incapable of being honest with themselves. And they're also incapable of seeing things from another person's point of view, even though they claim some claim they can. Okay. Do you really put yourself in that person's shoes from their shoes or from your shoes? Oh, I'm going to put myself in your shoes and see what I would do. No, that's not the truth, man. I get your opinions and and I get it and you want feedback 360, but if you want to put yourself in someone else's shoes, put yourself in their shoes, not from your point of view, not from your lenses. Try to see life through the way they're seeing it, through what they've been through, particularly in our relationships. Relate to them. Stop trying to be right all the time. If you're in relationships where the other person has to be right all the time and being right matters more than truth and they claim that the truth is truth just because they're trying to be right it's not true no matter how much they believe they're telling the truth no matter how much they believe their reality is bigger than yours you have to know and really start to look at facts start anchoring your life with facts you don't want to have panic attacks anchor yourself with facts what is this person really saying about me is it true I know they're my significant other, I know they're my parent, I know they're my sister, I know they're my business partner, but is it really true? Because they think it doesn't mean it's true. The other thing that I know that that goes into eventually the identity crisis from a panic attack is when you are providing for your family, you've spent years building a business that provide for your families and you have people that deny that deny your contributions deny that you're a provider deny that you're a protector particularly as a male that emasculately may emasculate you unintentionally you know if you're in relationships and you're talking about traditional roles, then play the traditional roles. Don't talk about it, but do the opposite. Give the person on the other end the grace. If you're in a relationship and things aren't going well and you guys have anxiety and you're having panic and you're trying to figure out how to rekindle, slow down. Stop. Go back to the things. Remember why you guys are together. Remember why you started the business if it's a business partnership. Remember why you're a family, the good memories. 
And I know we shouldn't live in the past, but we need to use the past and those things to anchor the good things in a human because so often we go through this. And when we're in panic attacks and we're in a relationship and we think it's so stressful when the other person's having anxiety all the time and panic, imagine what it's like to actually be that person. Imagine the horror of the person who has anxiety and panic all the time, whether self-induced or abuse-induced, or stalking-induced, or harassment, okay? Yes, in Denver, I went through stalking and harassment for over five years during a divorce. Not mine. Five years to get a divorce, of course, when you're trying to be in a relationship with someone. Of course, that's stressful. Of course, it's going to cause panic, anxiety. And when your own divorce takes over three years, of course, panic, anxiety, we've all been there. We all can handle it better. But when two people are going through it and two people are going then through businesses that are struggling on top of it or growing too rapidly or are lacking the leadership that should be there amongst the ranks, You're not helping the relationship and you're often blaming each other or looking at each other or trying to figure out what's going on or why God's doing this to you too if you're supposed to be together. Panic. Why is this happening to me, God, if we're supposed to be together? Why everything we go near is this happening? Panic. Anxiety. Truth. God was trying to save us from those situations. God was trying to bring us together to run, but instead we turned on each other. Panic, anxiety, blame, disrespect, name-calling, fighting, all the things that shouldn't really happen in any of our relationships, business partnerships, uh, family members, relationships, relationships with our children, our love life. What is it that we really want? And what is love to all the people around you? You really have to look at that. You don't want panic and you don't want anxiety. What is love to the individuals? Because my version of love is very different. I grew up on a farm. I grew up with animals. I'm very giving. I believe in servant leadership to an extreme. I will give you the shirt off my back. I will go to zero if it means saving your life. I will. If I will go to zero if it means saving my dog's life. I will save any of my family members uh, and individuals that see, I will work for my horse that just passed away. You know, that my aunt, you know, was great and taken care of and being a part of her life also. And my cousin Ryan, I will go to zero. Why? Because money is a man made thing, it's not something we created it. God did not create money. We did. It does not go with you anywhere. Whether you're rich, poor, or not, has nothing to do with God. He does not care. He cares whether you do the right thing, whether you grow and whether you lead excellence and you align his plan with his plan. Align your plan with his plan. Okay? Give up. Free will is a dangerous thing. I heard this joke today and I love it. You want to make God laugh? Tell him your plan. And life can be cruel. People can be cruel. Humans can be cruel. Sorry. It can be. They can cause panic and anxiety and they can, when you're going through it, they can come after you. Why are you going through this? Why do you have to panic all the time? Why do you have to be so stressful? Life is stressful. Well, no shit, but you're not helping me by telling me not to be stressed, to get over it, by not letting me sit in it and let me grow from it. 
That's the thing. Stop pushing people along who have anxiety. If you have people that are in panic, allow them to grow. Give them the dignity to grow. Don't push them away. Don't call them names. Don't rush along their progress. Because I bet you, like in my case, even though I had two years of panic, in my relationships, I was there for them always. Whether it was their kids, whether it was hospitals, whether it was hospital visits, I was there every day for the people I care about. Whether it was my father, whether it was Deborah's father, whether it's Deborah's niece, whoever it was, I was there always, every day. Can you say the same? Can then other individuals out there say the same? You know, the last thing I will talk about a little bit is when we are dealing with someone who has their mind set on being right and making you do what they want you to do. Okay, and we do this in our relationships. We get so headstrong and stubborn, we aren't actually listening to the other person. Okay? And I will give an example. When we were when Deborah got quarantined in Mexico in February of 2022, she was quarantined for 5 days. Okay? The resort covered my stay there, yet she still wanted me to go home and work on the businesses and concentrate on things and not do whatever. The problem is, is my uncle passed away from COVID during that time also while she was being quarantined. And because I run a food business that can contaminate the entire planet potentially in no time by distributing the food to tens of thousands of patients in hospitals or tens of thousands of grocery stores or restaurants through our food, I can't go into my facilities being an honest person doing the right thing for at least five days also. So why wouldn't I stay with you and protect you while we're in Mexico or be there with you? Okay, be the man. I don't think any man should leave any woman in any fucking foreign country. Okay? Panic when you're telling me that I'm doing the wrong thing. When you're telling me that the thing that God instilled in me, that protector, that male instinct, that provider, to deny it. When I'm doing the right thing, I can't go back to work. I can't stay in a house where there's other employees. Panic. You're not hearing me. I have nowhere else to go unless it's home to Colorado. You know, and I did it to her also. So this is not one way or another. And I'm sorry I'm talking about my personal issues on here. But I want everyone to know when the other person isn't actually hearing you logically and still months, weeks, years later, still is like, oh, my God, we should have done it that way. You're still not hearing, still causing panic, still causing anxiety because you refuse to hear the logic in what I'm saying. And most of the time, humans are illogical. We seek comfort. We seek our own truth, which is often not the truth. And like I said, what else was I going to do? And I'm a man, and I will never, ever, 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 ever leave a woman in a foreign country. Not my kids, not my significant other, not my sister, not my aunts. No one that I am responsible for or a part of or care about, I will ever leave anywhere. Never have, never will. Even when I was in graduate school, 
never left the women alone that were there. We always made sure as men that we accompanied them so they were never alone. The rest of the world does not live like the United States. I am sorry to tell everyone that. Even with traveling the world, I am surprised at the ignorance that we have. Even with my kids and issues in Russia and almost being kidnapped. Or men in Germany trying to take advantage of my stepdaughters. At a beer hall, we still think it's okay to leave someone behind. No, it's not. I will never do it. And I will never ever in my life do things anymore that go against my core values. It causes panic and it causes anxiety. And everyone, I've learned that you're entitled to your opinion. And I respect you, but you don't have control over me. No one does. And this is not me coming after Deborah in any way. I don't want anyone to think that. I think what Deborah did and what Deborah's decision was financially based. She was worried about money. We were, is it too expensive? She was worried about the businesses. Do we need to have success there? But she is so worried about those things, so feeling self pity over being quarantined that she couldn't hear what I was saying still to this day. Did it matter whether I went home or not? I still couldn't work on the businesses. I was able to do more from a hotel room with no distractions and phone calls than I was ever able to do in person being distracted, period. Look at any entrepreneur. When you get stuck working in your business, you're not working on your business. And when you're too busy working in your business during the bad times, you're going down the tubes, period. You can't do it. Panic, anxiety, sometimes self-cause, sometimes because you're doing what you know is the wrong thing. You're doing the thing that you know God doesn't want you to do because the others expect it of you. Which is why expectations are bad and they lead to premeditated resentments. That's what expectations are, premeditated resentments. I'm not talking about in business and I'm not talking about in life where there's a transactional relationship. I'm paying you to do something. I expect you to do it. And I'm going to inspect it. That's transactional. I'm talking about in our relationships, our our personal ones. Okay? And the problem with working with significant others and family members is you have to set expectations in business, but you can't set expectations in your personal life. And it leads to a disaster. If you're not careful, if both parties don't understand what's really going on. A lot of humans are a different person at work than they are at home. Sorry, we live by different standards at our offices than we do at home. That's why when I talk about core values and the thread that will leave your life, the visionary thread, you need to be the same person at work, at home, and your community. It needs to be all the same. It it it. it and you can't let other people define you. You can't start to start ripping apart your identity and having panic anxiety. Because like I said, panic attacks, anxiety is starting to lead you towards an identity crisis where you're going to lose your identity and who you are. And all of a sudden be in a manic state where you're having a panic attack for over 10 days. By the time I came out of it, I didn't even know where I was or why I was there.
and I am a perfectly functioning, awesome human being. But I was dealing with depression. I was dealing with feeling like I didn't want I didn't want to die, but I didn't want to live either. Although I talk about jumping off the bridge, that particular day I wanted to die. Everything collapsed on me. My trust in the humans around me completely collapsed. My support system that was supposed to be there for me, no matter thick or thin, or said they would be from there for me like I was there for them, none of them were there. Not their fault. They were going through their own things. They were trying to put on their own masks. But it happened, and I didn't have the proper tools I didn't have the proper support system outside everyone involved in my businesses or involved in my everyday life to go back and do it properly. So um, with that, I'm going to leave it alone. I probably was way too vulnerable on here. I probably said some things that are going to cause me some problems. But I don't know how else to do this other than being honest. Look at the lenses you look through life, guys. They're not always reality. They're not always what's really going on. We skew them based on our experiences, based on our exposure, based on how we're feeling emotionally in that moment. How many people manipulate things based on an emotional thing that they're having at that time? Okay? And the more and more I want mental health, it is important to this day and age. But one of the reasons it's so important is because we aren't living in reality. And we aren't grounding ourselves and we aren't being self-reflective even in therapy. And we blame the world around us instead of looking to ourselves to be the solutions. And hey, panic, anxiety, it happens to all of us. And the more successful we are, the more we achieve in a lot of cases. And I can tell you, I've talked to tons of entrepreneurs about this. I am not the only one who's gone through this. I'm not the only one who's had suicidal thoughts after massive success. I'm not the only one who had bad relationships or bad partnerships where the individuals were so concerned about money or profit or or just having a job or their, their selfish motives that they hurt the company. They hurt the other employees. They hurt the business. They hurt the relationship. It happens, guys. It's part of life. And, you know, for me, how did I get rid of the panic attacks? How do I have control over them now? Um, It's a mindset. Like I said, I love myself just like God loves me. I say I love you, Justin, on a regular basis. I know it sounds crazy. I say the serenity prayer like I told everyone about. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I pray and have a relationship with God on a regular basis. And I've now learned to filter other people's opinions through God and other individuals who I trust and I know who have my best interests at heart like I have theirs. So it's great. I agree there's a truth in everything out there. Everything everyone says, there's truth in it. It should still be filtered before you go in inside the thing between your two ears on your own. Being alone in your own brain is one of the most dangerous places to ever be because we create things, we come up with ideas, we do things, and we don't filter them and we don't weigh them against reality properly because we can create anything in our head, guys. We create borders that don't really exist. God did not create the United States boundaries. Man did, and they don't even really exist. 
There may be a lake here or a river there that we used, but they don't really exist. The United States is only 200 plus years old. Turning 50 almost. But it's man-made. It's not God-made. It's a figment of our imagination that we believe in so thoroughly that we've created it into our reality, In even though it doesn't really exist. Those borders don't really exist. Even with a wall, they're not real. God, they're not permanent. Nothing's permanent. Nothing's absolute, like I said. Everything's always changing. And if you think life doesn't ebb and flow and your financials don't ebb and flow and your life doesn't ebb and flow, it's amazing. And I will leave everyone with this. The thing that actually caused me the panic the most is that when I was around individuals that I truly believed would give as much as I was was willing to give to them. And I've come to understand that most humans aren't me, aren't like me, don't believe in giving like me, don't believe in the entrepreneurial solution environment, don't believe in leaving the planet a better place than we found it. Truly, I don't mean just saying it, I mean truly living it. I mean going out and doing it. Most humans aren't willing to go to zero for another human or for their businesses or for their families if it means saving them or saving a life or saving the business or being able to to fight another day. I'm not talking really going to zero. I'm talking about, well, in some cases I am. If it's going to save a life, I will figure it out. Life is the most important thing. It's what God gave us. You know, I'm not talking about the animals we eat. That's their purpose. We all have purposes. All animals have purposes. And humans, were somewhere between God and the rest of the world. We're the higher being. We're actually the angels. If we look at it, we have, the, we have higher power. We have higher thinking. We have the ability to make differences. So... I hope this helps everyone. I'm all over the board. I I don't really know if any of it helps, but I'm identifying things that all cause panic for me. And the more truthful I got with myself and the more I got honest with myself and the more I started doing 75 hard, uh, the more weirdly panic set in for a while. And that's one of the things I will tell you. 75 hard, as you start excelling and you start growing and those individuals don't grow around you and they stay the same or they keep doing the same things, even though they say they're growing, they aren't. The individuals that focus on you aren't growing themselves. If they're blaming you, they're not growing themselves. Okay? So, you know, that being said, um, I have no anything towards anyone actually not the people that have bullied me not the people that have harassed me not the people that call me names not the relationships that fell apart not the people that have caused me harm um i honestly i forgive everyone that's part of not having panic is the ability to forgive for you but i honestly forgive them you know i understand that we're all human and we all have flaws and we all have things that we need to be loved by. And in actuality, we can pretend to be perfect and love each other for our perfections. But the reality is we love each other for the progress over the negative things. The relationships that are the best sometimes are the ones that spent time apart and then came back together. You know, my aunt, 
I'll talk about it. It was her third marriage. She's been married four times, divorced four times. But her third marriage, her hu- that husband went back to his ex-wife. And they're married and happy as ever. So life is about forgiveness. Life is about giving people second chances. Life is about not weighing everything so absolutely in the moment. Okay? There's great that we're in the moment, but don't outweigh the moment for the future. Things can change. Things get better. People grow. You know, especially if you give them the dignity to grow. You give them the dignity to be themselves. So... Thank you, everyone, for listening in. I'm Justin Bizarro. Again, that's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. And you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. And we're out.